Hey guys, this is Ben Graw. And Garth Remington. And before we review the Wikipedia page for X-Men, we probably should address the elephant in the room. Or the uh, Incredible Hulk, as it were. He's not an X-Men. Yeah, but he's a Stan Lee character. Yeah, it still falls under the same thing. Apt. On Monday the 12th of November in the morning, Stan Lee passed away. He died. No one knows yet at this stage. It's still unconfirmed. I'm guessing the fact that he was 95 might have something to do with it. Yeah, age might have a little something to do do with it. But on the 11th of November, the day before that, we actually recorded this episode. So we don't mention that Stan Lee died whatsoever in it. What are the odds, right, that a 95-year-old man would die? We just figured he would live forever. It's like, couldn't you just live one more week for us? I know, right? Yes, he did create the X-Men, which is the Wikipedia page we're doing. He also did Ant-Man, Nick Fury, Spider-Man. The Incredible Hulk, Fantastic Four. Black Panther. He also did a lot that you would never have heard of. Like, actor. Wait, actor? Like, as in his superpower is acting? Ape Man. Ape Man. That's nice. I would have liked an Ape Man. It's kind of like a Tarzan meets Incredible Hulk character. He just watched Tarzan and goes, I've got an idea. He saw the Phantom and went, that's nothing. I got something for you. (laughs) Uh, Ego the Living Planet. It was actually in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie they did recently. The Governator. Before Arnold Schwarzenegger did it. Do you reckon that Arnie stole that idea from him? (laughs) Or did the Terminator get stolen from Stan Lee? Oh, they all steal from each other. He probably stole it from someone who stole it from someone else and then got stolen later. Yeah, the innators have been going on for centuries. <laughs> but yeah, he did those. He also did the Hulk, Iron Man, the Invisible Woman, which we talk about her a fair bit in this episode. We do. We do yeah. indeed. But yeah, so we'll dedicate this episode to Stan Lee retrospectively, I guess. Yeah, our unintentional tribute to Stan Lee. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Wiki Review, and we want to say we miss you, Stan Lee. And luckily nothing we said was untasteful <laughs> Have you actually listened to what we said? <laughs> no, I'm just hoping Yeah, um, everything said was in fun and in jest And just enjoy it because we enjoy your work, Stanley. Now on to the podcast You have no idea why you feel compelled <laughs> to do this It's funny that that's everyone's first response Let him think he's in charge. He's writing all these blank checks. (laughs) Yeah, that's my superpower, (laughs) being gay. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode of Wiki Review, we figure we've done Batman, which is DC. We've done Mario, which is Nintendo. We've even done public domain characters, but we haven't done anything from the Marvel Universe yet. And who better to do than the X-Men? So on this episode, we are doing the Wikipedia page for X-Men. Shing, shing. Zap, zap. Kapow. Oh, wait, that last one's kind of Batman, isn't it? It is a little. You're going back to Batman. It's Marvel, not DC. Damn it, Marvel, Marvel. Okay. (laughs) Well, what does Marvel have that's like Kapow? I don't know. They just kind of hit people. Because they have Snick, but that's that's Wolverine using his claws. Wait, you're saying his claws go Snick? They go Snick. They go Shing. 
Like, I think they go snick. I can't remember when they come out and or something. It's in the comic books because they have the onomatopoeia written there. Like shriek mm. and his go like shing. So you're saying it's spelt snick. Yeah. That's kind of like demeaning to the sound. He just cut down some giant robot snick. <laughs> Sounds almost effeminate. There was a cool character actually that was called onomatopoeia. Kind of looked like Deadpool or Deathstroke sort of thing with the hood, but he would make sound effects when he did it. You'd see the speech bubble where it would go bang and you'd see him saying bang. That's the whole premise of the character. Yeah, he was an assassin who just said the sound effects that he was doing. That's the buzz of this guy. It Did would he... work terribly in real life. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> if you saw someone shoot a gun going bang, 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 you'd be like, that's weird. I kind of like that person. That sounds like <laughs> a fun thing to me. Oh my God. Did he crash out of the comics or is he still around? No, he's a small character. He's actually in the Batman universe. So we're going back to DC. Right. We're meant to be focusing on Marvel. No, and it's a good thing we are focusing on Marvel. I mean, we did DC. But let's be real If you look at the box office draw I think we should be on Marvel's page No, that's the Avengers Marvel uh, We're doing X-Men X-Men did good as well, didn't it? Yeah, they are the second best comic book universe at the moment Because that's owned by, I want to say Fox Yeah Owns X-Men And X-Men and Fantastic Four Crafty like a fox Which Fantastic Four sucks They haven't made a good movie ever But they were crap to begin with The cartoon that I used to watch sucks The comic books, never read them Actually, I might have read one Sucks. If it wasn't for the thing with <laughs> its clobbering time, it's just crap. The Fantastic Four try to paint themselves too much as flawless. They don't have any tragic history. That's exactly right. It's very non-Marvel, isn't it? Like, they're all just, I'm a scientist, a professor, and I can stretch my arms really long. I bet their parents are still alive. I know, right? <laughs> if you can call that a superhero. <laughs> isn't it nice that Mr. Fantastic has everything worked out for him? I bet that's how everyone said his name around him, too. Like, sarcastic. <laughs> Like, it's not like he's Mr. Fantastic. It's, oh, Mr. Fantastic over there. Got all his shit going on. Because what's the girl called? She's just Mrs. Fantastic. No, she's the invisible girl. The invisible girl. Yeah, they had to explain her power. And that's another one, too, where she's the invisible girl. Oh, she can also do force fields. (laughs) I probably would have gone with that superpower as the lead. Force field girl. Who can also turn invisible. Wait, what? (laughs) How are those two things related? I'll tell you. Because being invisible isn't as useful as you probably think it is. Mm. (laughs) Like, oh, she's invisible, so she can tiptoe around. But that doesn't always help. Well, force field, there you go. In movies, though, they figure that, oh, if she turns invisible, her clothes can't turn invisible, so she's got to be naked while she's invisible. Is that how it works in the movies? It definitely did with the Jessica Alba version. Oh, really? Yeah, they made sure that she got out of her clothes as often as possible. Uh There's a point where she's learning how to do it, and she's stripping down, she gets to her underwear, but then she turns visible again, so we all get to see Jessica Alba in her underwear. It's a great moment in cinema history. (laughs) Because I was going to say... Invisible girl. Okay, so we'll get some, like, hot chick to play her. Oh, but she'll be invisible half the time, so you can't see her. Do you reckon there's still, like, guys, like, all right, man, I know she's invisible, but she's totally hot. <laughs> there's totally a hot girl behind him right now. <laughs> Rock on. Well, you know that if in this room there was a hot girl who was invisible and naked, part of you would be excited by that. The possibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's nice. But then again, if you go invisible, all hotness is void. In fact, it's not even a superpower. It's a super flaw. If you're Jessica Alba, why would you ever be invisible? <laughs> that sounds counterproductive to anything you want to get done. Oh, we need to break in without them seeing us and steal the thing so that they don't blow up the world. Well, how about as Jessica Alba, you just walk in and go, Hi, I'm Jessica Alba. Oh, please come this way. Did you know I've got a big explosion thing? Might impress you, huh? <laughs> Rather than having to sneak around, they're like, Oh my God, there's someone here. And then she loses her invisibility. Oh my God, it's a hot chick. <laughs> well, that's why she needs the force field. That's so then she's like naked in front of a bunch of guys. 
guys and they all come at her so she just puts the force field up. She's with Mr. Fantastic, isn't she? Or is she the daughter? No, no. They're husband and wife. Okay. Do you reckon like they don't need condoms because she just like puts the force field on it? Well, isn't he like Mr. Elastic or Mr. Rubber or something like yeah, that? So, so he can stretch it a he, long way. He can turn himself into a condom. That's kind of gross when you think about <laughs> it. I'll put my hand over it, but it's like a big plastic thin web. No, he just grabs like a little bit of skin on his leg and puts it over like a condom. Because that's going to be hot for her to see. No, I imagine like she just put like a force field so it's kind of like corked. <laughs> that would not be good for him. Like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, ow, sweetie, can you stop that? That'd be cool if when you ejaculated, then your cum was stuck in like a little force field <laughs> and couldn't impregnate. And you just see it get lifted up in the air and go over and just fall in the like waste basket or something. <laughs> I don't know, that's kind of hot. <laughs> Does she spit or swallow? She force fields. <laughs> Safer than a condom. But yeah, if it wasn't for the thing, the Fantastic Four would be nothing. Because what's the other one? The Human Torch? Yeah, Fire Guy. But he's just, eh, who cares? It's not as cool as it should be. Did anyone ever hose him? It does seem like a pretty easy weakness. Yeah, like, I mean, fire extinguishers are usually around and available. Most buildings by health and safety codes have to have them. Has he ever come in like, don't worry, I'll save the day. I'm the Human Torch. Have you ever been sprayed by a fire extinguisher that's like chemicals? Don't. No, you'd cough and stuff. Yeah, that's like really bad for your lungs. So that means that you would have that same weakness. A human torch and you would do no better against a fire extinguisher. That's exactly my point. He's there like, I've got superhuman powers. No, you've just got a reason that people have to spray fire extinguishers on you. Really, you're just drawing out people's need to make you asphyxiate. Well, that's why he's part of a team, because he hopes that they'll be so focused on the other members that they won't think of the easy fire extinguisher. Because he's not even like the top level. He's like the fourth tier. Which is interesting when you grade those powers. All right, you got a guy who's like, made out of rock and really strong. Human Torch. Oh, and he can fly? Why? What, because fire? No, he's yeah, not Yeah, because fire can fly. That's how it works, apparently. <laughs> you got Fire Guy. You got a girl who can be invisible and do force fields. And, and sometimes use telepathy and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, they sort Why of mix not? it up. Why not? It's just <laughs> all over the place. Oh, and you can make different clothes change colors on people, too. Sure, why not? It's in a script. And, and you can make your hair change color, too. And get longer or shorter, depending on the outfit you're wearing, which is going to happen a lot because we really have to sell this movie. And then you've got Stretchy Guy. Why is Stretchy Guy in charge other than he's, like, the dad? <laughs> Would you agree that is the worst power out of all of them? They could probably individually all kick his ass. Unless like, he had a fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> Which I reckon he'd be able to reach for the fire extinguisher. If there's a fire extinguisher anywhere in the building, he could get it. Do you reckon he could restrict the thing, though? Yeah, but... Because he would wrap it around his arms and stuff like that really tight. I think it would be a case of he'd have to, like, dodge him. Like, he could stretch him, but he's not as strong as him. So, although he could slow him down the thing would just be tearing through him trying to get to him and he could absorb his blows every punch he made he could just go with it with his elasticness but he'd have to time it just right you know what I mean like he'd have to be right on it well, he, he just makes himself full rubber then he can't really be hurt so can you hurt a guy who's just rubber I think it'd be difficult I know that fire melts rubber an invisible girl like he can't <clears> see her and then she force fields around him technically she should probably be in charge I feel like she has the more superior powers yeah but she's a chick so you can't do that <laughs> and it was the style at the time wasn't it <laughs> 
<laughs> well, honey, we've been married a long time and now we have superpowers. Clearly I'm the leader. Uh, yes, dear. I'll just use my force fields to like clean up around the house. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you'd had it where she was in charge, then people would have thought it was a chick thing. And then would have sold as many comic books and Fantastic Four's hanging on by a thread as it is. <laughs> the only people who read these comics are like men who have never seen a woman and would like to believe that one day that a hot chick might give them some attention. They don't really know how male-female dynamics could possibly work. They're all we've got, okay? I have no idea how that's a successful comic book. Well, it's a successful comic book, but not a successful movie franchise. Yeah, no, it died in the ass, didn't it? It's probably one of the worst ones. I think it did well as a comic book because it just didn't have any competition back then. Probably better distributed. I mean, they were versing, what, the Phantom? Phantom sucks. Crappy comic book <clears throat> and crappy movie. Look at that. See, I wonder if he was real what he would think of today where he's seeing every comic book character get a movie, but no one's interested in making a Phantom movie. Sorry, Billy Zane, you suck. We did it back in, what was it, the early 90s? Well, look, yo, he's got superpowers. I mean, he's riding that horse. Yeah, and he has a dog. It's like, so what? Batman's movies sucked in the 90s. You made them again. <laughs> exactly. I think it's the purple. Yeah, like, it that doesn't seem believable. And does... people are confused about his rings because he's got the skull one where he punches you, but he's also got the other one. If he likes you, where he does pun he punches you? He punches you, yeah. If he likes you, he punches you, just like with his weaker hand. So it won't hurt as much, I guess. Though the skull ring is a kind of cool icon. Which, as a kid, everyone wanted a skull ring. It did look cool, because then you punch people and you leave the skull on them. Yep, and then forever they have the mark. How he keeps it on them forever just because it's embossed in them? <laughs> yeah, that would eventually heal. Must be a screen printer or something. <laughs> Probably uses some black magic or something. I think that was a thing in the Phantom universe. No, he has no magic at all. He's just the ghost who walks. He's a white guy who confused a bunch of pygmies into thinking mm. he was immortal because he kept having kids who would replace him when he died. Yeah, but do you know who he's in the same universe as? No, who? Flash Gordon. <laughs> Flash! Oh. Yeah, once again, doesn't count as a superhero, really. Have you seen that uh, movie? Yes. Ages ago when I was a kid. I liked it then. I feel it won't hold up. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, first off, Queen does a great soundtrack. I love that soundtrack. That's awesome. Boom, 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 boom. Flash. Essentially, from what I can tell, it's about how albino Nazis are just genetically superior to everyone, even if they have wings. That, that sounds right. Yeah, and he uses a scooter that can fly. The end. Yeah, you gotta have a flying scooter. He was shockingly Caucasian. <laughs> like, they couldn't have found a whiter white guy. They're like, okay, he'll be like the superhero. I think he was like a football player or something. Yeah, back when white people could play sports. Yeah, back when- Because they didn't let black people play as much. They're on the team, but there was a limit of two. <laughs> you guys are just for running. Okay? Yeah. You'll never be quarterback. They were going to make it one, but then they're like, ah, oh, he'll probably want a friend and someone to talk to, mm. so they'd let in another one. Who's he going to high five? <laughs> right? But doesn't Flash Gordon go to like another world or something? I only vaguely remember it. <laughs> no I one... know there's Ming the Destroyer. They're in the same universe. It just so happens that's the universe no one gives a crap about. At least they're away from everyone else. There's also another one. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he's a magician. And he's just like flat out magic and that's his superpower. I already hate him. <laughs> so he's just a wizard let me guess he's like a magician like he does stage shows but then actually oh my god shock he can use real magic I think you just hit the nail directly on the head that is exactly him <laughs> never heard of it it sounds like someone like alright somehow we don't know how the Phantom is a success we gotta follow this up uh, how about an albino football player genius Gordon <laughs> let's get that in there oh we need something else oh like they're at the meeting and they're like alright that's two uh, what's your third idea oh shit we didn't have a third idea we, uh, did you know we were supposed to have a third idea I don't know. How about a magician who mm -hmm. uses magic? 
Genius. He'll take off. It'll be a huge success. Everyone will remember his name. Definitely Disney will buy the rights <laughs> and we're going to make a fortune. Every kid's going to want his top hat and cane. I assume he has a top hat and cane like, or a wand or whatever you call it. I always thought it'd be funny to do a web series where you're dressed as the phantom bitching about superhero culture these days <laughs> and how he's left out and having like his little magician and Flash Gordon doing like guest star roles on there. The only problem with that, which I agree, that's genius and we should do it. It's just so obscure. People would go, oh, the Phantom's bitching. Who are those other people? (laughs) When Flash Gordon comes out, you'd be like, Flash... Oh, And you take into account that no one knows who they are So they'd have to explain themselves Every single time The magician I think would be probably the most upset Never heard of him I'm really magic though damn it Like these are the superpower He's the only one who actually has powers out of the three of them (laughs) No Superman has a weakness to magic (laughs) (laughs) I could take down Superman Yeah DC doesn't want to have anything to do with you guys Which Justice League is essentially Superman and some other people If they want to help out Mm -hmm. Or Superman's unavailable Yeah the rest of the Justice League feels redundant when you have Superman because he can just do everything. I finally saw the movie and they even proved the point when they reanimated Superman and they all try to fight him and as a collective they all lose and they even make a point that Superman is just as fast as the Flash. (laughs) So you're the Flash, right? You can move so fast through everywhere but you're not as strong or invincible or have laser vision or (laughs) x-ray vision. Ultimately, you're just as fast as Superman. (laughs) That's your power. You have one of Superman's powers. Everyone else take five. I don't even know why they collected the group. But Batman's sort of sitting there going, hey, just for the record, guys, in the last movie, I kicked his ass. Yeah, remember that? Because I have money and technology. Yeah, I was about to kill him until I figured out our moms have the same name. <laughs> and then it's all good from there. You right? saw that Batman vs. Superman. I did. You? Yeah, that was an awful ending. That's like why five-year-olds become friends. <laughs> Batman is clearly in the Justice League the same reason as remember like you'd have that friend who no one really likes but they had a car like well you know he'll drive us there or it's the guy who's a complete jerk but he has a nice house and his parents let him throw parties <laughs> that's who Batman is he's got a nice house and lets them throw parties everything else is redundant he's funding the whole thing for some reason once again he seems like he's in charge just let him think he's in charge he's <laughs> writing all these blank checks it's <clears throat> capitalism at work there yeah because I always get the feeling that Batman's paying the rest of them away it does seem like that, doesn't it? Because the Flash, he's just like low-end employee. I think he's a forensic person. He works for the police. Some job that probably doesn't pay as much as it should. So he can't afford to be going to full-time flashing. He probably can't even get more than two days off in a row. So he had to quit his job so he could join the Justice League full-time. So mm. Bruce Wayne's probably paying him a wage. I did read a comic of, like, making fun of Batman where they're like, Batman has to go out and terrorize everyone like you know, to show that you have to do the right thing. Because he's a rich guy and he doesn't want people to challenge the status quo and when he tells Robin this Robin's like wait then why did you get me on board why am I involved in this because you're a kid who's willing to work for food in a room (laughs) you're not going to question me status quo it's all about capitalism really but that's enough about DC and their flaws let's talk about the X-Men flaws yeah we're yet to talk actually about the X-Men themselves (laughs) I know (laughs) we sort of trailed off we've talked about other Marvel stuff which I'll count that as a win which oh the ultimate question who'd win in a fight the Hulk or the Thing I'd say the Hulk because he 
just gets madder and madder and he's invincible apparently. Well, I get the feeling that the Hulk is stronger than the thing physically, but the thing has one thing on his side that he's smarter than the Hulk. And before he was the thing, he was kind of like a scientist. But so he's got a bit more brains and pretty much as much brawn. So I reckon maybe the thing. Oh, you go the thing. I'm going to go the Hulk just because he's designed that everything that happens to him just makes him stronger. I reckon it would be either the Hulk in the first 30 seconds <laughs> or if the fight lasted longer than that, probably the thing. There we go. If he can keep it going. But yeah, the Hulk's power comes from rage. The angrier he gets, the stronger and bigger he gets, right? So isn't the way to defeat him be nice to him? Thing would be able to think of that. Hey, we could be like brothers. We're very similar. Mm. Oh, Hulk smash. Yeah, we'll smash together. Hulk like. Mm-hmm. And then he shrinks. And then when he's just about to turn back to human, then the thing can like strangle him. Yeah, it's clobbering time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which possibly a stupid catchphrase. <laughs> he's the only one in Fantastic Four who has a catchphrase. It's not like, it's stretchy time. I oh, know the torch guy has flame on. I know. Which doesn't that just sound like the gayest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> flame on, boys. <laughs> exactly. No judgment there. I'm sure he was gay and that's <laughs> nice of him. That's great. Very flamboyant. It would be funny to see Mr. Fantastic go, it's stretchering time. <laughs> it's invisible time. Oh, shh. I shouldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do like X-Men because unlike Justice League and everything else, they all kind of have a weakness. Like there's no one person, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing it's wrong. There's no one person who can do everything except Professor X. Yeah, but he's in a wheelchair and he's bald. That's, that's like true. two weaknesses. That's yeah, that's pretty exploitable. <laughs> oh my God. Professor X will save the day. Oh no, stairs. If they said to you, all right, you can have all of Professor X's powers, but you'll have to be in the wheelchair. Does my penis still work? I don't know if that's come up in the comic books. I don't think it does. So we got to say no then. <sighs> and also you're bald. So it's all right. No one's going to want to have sex with you anyway. Okay. So his power is he can read everyone's minds. He can control any person on the planet that he wants to. Like he sees a person. He can make them do whatever he wants. Why is he good? Be honest. You would not be a good person if you had that power. But everyone would think I was good because I would make them think that. In fact, that's probably what's happening. We're only seeing things through what everyone believes is what's going on. Professor X probably has hoes coming in every day of the week. What's Jessica Alba doing? <laughs> she comes in on Mondays. Doesn't know she's there, but then he's in a wheelchair. So it's kind of redundant. It's like we've discussed with the guy who invented paper, the eunuch. Once you don't have sex on the brain, once it's not an option, yeah, okay, let's save humanity. <laughs> you have to take away someone's penis for them to do the right thing. I feel like we already knew that. <laughs> Do you imagine if you wanted to be in charge of a country, you had to be castrated? That's a good rule. Because anyone who did, like, I need that power. Like, once you're castrated, everything you were going to do kind of fades away. Like, even, like, no, no, I legitimately want to do this. It doesn't matter if I'm castrated. It's not to do with sex at all. Once you're castrated, you realize, oh, it actually was about sex. I <laughs> it was all about sex. I just wanted to get laid. I really did. I don't see why I'd want that anymore. Like, you lose all need for ego. That's a good rule. I think we should enforce that. Start with Donald Trump. Yes. Then would you do it to be Prime Minister of Australia? Because you only get to do it for like two or three months, apparently. (laughs) And then a new guy will come in and you're still castrated. Only because they're not castrated. I mean, if we castrated Tony Abbott, he'd probably still be here. (laughs) Make him last longer. Yeah, the castrated guy would last way longer. Okay, if they gave you an option between you can be Prime Minister of Australia, but it'll only be a couple of months before you're ousted, but you get to keep your penis. But you can be Prime Minister for the full term for like a decade. We'll say you get a whole decade as Prime Minister, but we've got to castrate you. 
Would you do it? Is there an option where I sit at home and eat Doritos? Because I'll take that one. I don't want to be Prime Minister. Do you really want that job? You're probably going to get up really early. All right, what if they said you either have to be Prime Minister or get castrated? Yeah, I'll take the Prime Minister shit. (laughs) I mean, like you said, it's only going to be like three months and then Uh I get to go home. You'd be there like four months later going, seriously, guys, why haven't you ousted me yet? (laughs) Come on. That's the kind of job that you have to move to Canberra. You wouldn't even try renting out your house. (laughs) Even after we get everything moved out, I just have to move it back in. Took a backpack here. I figure I just need clothes for a couple of weeks. (laughs) I only have two shirts with me. (laughs) That should last. So X-Men, it's been around since 1963. That's surprising to me. And was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. You don't hear much about Jack, do you? No, he's a lot under Stan Lee. Stan Lee is the guy who gets everything and everyone knows Stan Lee and Jack Kirby doesn't get to be in the movies. They're all comic book people know who Jack Kirby is. Okay. If you're vaguely into comic books, he's one of the names you've heard about. Stan Lee's the mainstream, like everyone knows Stan Lee. When you say comic books, they go Stan Lee. Jack Kirby's got that cult following. Yeah. Like if you're in the biz, he's the Doug Stanhope of comic books. Pretty much, yeah. The guy That's a good that, analogy. Yeah, if you're into stand-up comedy, you know who Doug Stanhope is and you think he's a god. If you're not really into it, if you're just like, you know, oh, I like Seinfeld, mm-hmm. you know, oh, Chris Rock, I saw a thing of his, that's funny. You have no idea who Doug Stanhope is. <laughs> it's probably best you don't, too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's good for him. But 1963, because I guess this just shows I know X-Men originally from the 80s. I just assumed everything I saw in it seemed kind of 80s. Well, they've updated it as it's gone. Because the original 60s look completely different. That's crazy. Because you can see they've got a cover here. Oh, back when the Beast was a person. They're all dressing the same. They are, aren't they? They've all got like the same costume on. This is like when it was a uniform rather than more like, you know, a costume. So this is number one by the looks of it. So you got Angel with a rocket launcher. Which is just a guy with angel wings and a rocket launcher. That's good. Which they also had another character, I'm sure, which was just a guy with a rocket launcher. They went, hang on, maybe the guy with the wings can do that. You got beast guy who just looks like a person who's swinging from something. But he's got this sort of beast quality to him. His feet are big and clumpy. And his feet are just normal feet. Like they made a big deal about him having like gorilla feet with their hands in all the later things. But if anything, yeah, he's just kind of stout. You got Cyclops, who's a classic member of the X-Men shooting his what looks beam. like Magneto with his laser beam eyes. It is Magneto. Yeah, it says the it says it's Magneto, but from this angle, it doesn't really look like him. And it's got the red suit and the purple cape. If you had to pick an outfit, red suit, purple cape. <clears throat> Cyclops is one of those characters that I don't really like. Nobody seems to. He's kind of... I, considering he's been in there since issue one, it's like nobody's really taken to him yet. But he's still there. But he's the leader guy, so no one can like him. He's like Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. No one likes him, but he's in charge. <laughs> and everyone just sort of puts up with him even though he bosses them around. That's true. If you ask anyone what's their favorite Ninja Turtles, you're unlikely to hear anyone say Leonardo. Which is crazy too. He's the only one who has actual weapons. But he's got two swords. That's a weapon. That's two weapons. Michelangelo has nunchucks. They're used for getting the husks off rice. Raphael has size. They're used for planting rice. And Donatello has a walking stick. He's the only guy, Leonardo, who has like an actual weapon. And everyone's like, oh, we don't like him. He's <laughs> kind of lame. He's all bossy and stuff. He can actually do some damage. He's the only one who can actually cut someone. One strike, stab them open, pour their guts out. Everyone else can kind of like hit them a little bit. <laughs> Although Raphael can do a little stabbing thing because size are kind of deadly. But they're not even sharp. It's not pointed. It's like a blunt. It's like if I was to get like just any kind of rod and like jam it, like yeah, that'd hurt. And if you did it hard enough, it could go in. I always thought size was sharp. No, they're used for planting rice. They're dull points. Yeah, but I figure the ones that were weaponized would just be you'd treat them like a shiv and just sharpen them up a little. You probably could. 
could, but traditionally, no. Fair enough. Okay, now who's this other guy? We got Iceman. Who's just throwing snowballs. He looks like he's made of snow in this. And Wait, he's is just his throwing name... snowballs at Magneto. Is his name actually Iceman? His name is Iceman. I just called that. There's a guy made of ice. Iceman. Yeah, the genius of Stan Lee. Where does he get it from? <laughs> it's like, oh. why don't we just put a snowman in here? We'll just call him Iceman. <laughs> he can throw snowballs at people. I'm sure that'll be effective. Because when people have snowball fights, that usually ends world crises. She got a guy who's got like a laser eyes, some beast that's going to like punch the shit out of him. The what? angel even brought a rocket launcher to the bloody fight. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to throw snowballs. The angel guy's like, I had a second rocket launcher. <laughs> you could have <laughs> taken it, man. It's like, nah, this is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Cyclops is like, could you stop throwing the snowballs? If anything, that's detracting from my laser beam. It's like <laughs> They keep melting when they get too close to the beam anyway. <laughs> he's probably telling Cyclops off like, dude, I'm trying to help here. You're kind of making me redundant. And then you got what I want to say is Jean out the back who just looks like she's just dancing there. Kind of, yeah, like skipping along or dancing, just having you know, a good time. So the others are just going to Iceman. Hey, do you just want to go back there and dance with Jean for a bit while we handle this? <laughs> Take a break, buddy. You've earned it. <laughs> really? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Good, because I'm getting tired from these snowballs. Every time I throw one, I drain a little from my life force. Well, stop doing it. It's not useful. No one asked you to. Wouldn't it be cool? Because he looks like he's made out of snow. Wouldn't it be cool if it was ice cream? <laughs> That'd be so much better. That's why they keep him around. Oh, I sure could go for a Sunday. <laughs> Oh, you're the best, man. He's also the only one not in uniform. So how do we know he's even part of the X-Men? Maybe he just showed up. He's just this ice cream figure who showed up and they're like, well, I like ice cream. But you don't like ice cream? Who doesn't like ice cream? You can hang out with us. So technically he's naked. Yes. Wow, I wish he could go invisible. No snow penis. Well, he just threw his two snowballs. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, <Aha>, zing. <laughs> Quick, throw more snowballs. That's all I had. I got this longer. No, thank you. Go dance with Gene. Now that you're a eunuch, you can run the country. <laughs> He's probably in charge. You want to be in charge? Throw away them snowballs, boy. We had a very productive winner. Then summer rolled around and the prime minister melted. <laughs> yeah, Stan Lee's a genius. Oh, absolutely. How do you come up with this stuff? In the style of the Fantastic Four. Sorry, the sensational Fantastic Four style. That's how they sold the X-Men. It's kind of like the Fantastic Four, except there are five of them. <laughs> it's to make up for the fact that one of them is a snowman. Yeah, like you said, he's only for the winter issues. Summer rolls around and then he becomes Waterman. Because we got all the characters like the Fantastic Four. You've got the really strong guy. You've got the guy who can fly. You've got the girl. And you've got the leader that no one likes. Exactly. <laughs> he's got a formula that he figured out and he's just going with it. Meanwhile, self-promotion. The sensational Fantastic Four. Are they really sensational? What was the sensation caused by the Fantastic Four? They also say they are the strangest superheroes of all. Which everything in comic is est. They're the strongest, the fastest. Yeah, the, the darkest might, the, the mightiest Everything is est It's always the most There is never any bigger Until guess what Something bigger comes along It also says Don't miss this fabulous first issue Fabulous is kind of That's a strange word To put in there isn't it The word fabulous Does have sort of gay undertones but, I think the gay community Took that one I, Well yeah We've got to remember This is 1963 Fabulous was still like A heterosexual word I meant, Well you know it, it is fabulous Though there is Arguments that I've heard That the X-Men Is really about gay rights Further down on the page I saw that earlier I have to go back Cultural impact uh, Where are we? Number seven. Or it might actually be above that um, Social issues Yeah uh, Up It starts there There's a whole bunch of them um, A little further down Sorry Sorry ah! 
We'll get there. Give me a second. Okay. It's a little further down because they've listed all the social impacts that it has and like what it relates to. You got uh, LGBT themes. You know how gay people have to deal with society not accepting them. Isn't it basically just about any form of prejudice? It is exactly that because they've gone, see, it's just like the gay struggle. It's also like the anti-Semitic struggle. Like, you know how Jews, it's also about race and diversity. Let's not forget the diversity it shows and the red scare, which is like communism. It's just like how communists were oppressed and it's like how religions oppressed and subcultures are it's all the same freaking thing it's like anyone who's been oppressed well that's why it's so successful because we all are the x-men yeah but we don't have superpowers we're just like gay or jewish or something yeah that's my superpower <laughs> being gay <laughs> quick use your cocksucking abilities boy wonder <laughs> We'll show them for oppressing us. To be honest, if he was really good at that, that probably would stop a lot of like situations. Like Magneto's there like, I'm going to stop all. Oh, oh, that feels pretty good. All right. All right. Finish up, boy. This is all right. Forget saving the world. And he busts a nut and goes, well, you know what? I'm going to go to bed now. Though the X-Men were a bunch of Uncle Toms, though. Because essentially they were trying to fight for mutant rights. But at the same time, they were trying to defend humans against other mutants that were trying to kill the humans. Because Because that's one of the weird things where you have the villain Magneto never wants to kill Charles Xavier or any of the mutants. They're friends, actually. He only wants to kill the humans. So he tries to avoid killing mutants, but only kill humans, which is why they seem to always fight each other because neither side wants to kill each other. So they always rock up and they're like, all right, Magneto, give it a rest. Let the little people go. All right, you got me this time. See you next time, X. Hey, you still coming over for beers on Tuesday? You know I am. (laughs) You know, he's a fugitive, right? You can't have beers with him. Well, he's my friend. Hang on a second. Let me use my psychic abilities. He may be a fugitive, but you can have all the beers you want with him. That's damn right. (laughs) If I was Professor X, I'd make people punch themselves all the time. That's why the world is glad you're not Professor X. Uh, There's probably a reason I don't have those powers. That is it. It would be hard for it not to go to your head because nothing you did would have any consequence. I imagine because he's quite old, they don't show the teenage years when he had leg use and complete power over everyone. He's probably like like a guy who's in AA, he went and did the worst things imaginable. No one knows about it because he has complete mind control over everyone. He's bored of it, but also he kind of feels really bad because all the things he's already done. So this is why he's like, no guys, you know, we got to look after humans <laughs> and stuff, right? Let me tell you, back <clears throat> in my day when I could walk, oh, the things I did to people, or more to the point, the things people did to me. High five? Anyone? Anyone? No? Okay, well, it, yeah, it, it's immature and you shouldn't do that. You got to grow up. We got to all be in this together now that I can't walk or use my dick. There is a similar character in the Marvel Universe that can walk and is evil. His name's Kilgrave, also sometimes known as the Purple Man. Never heard of him. Well, he's a villain and his superpower is if he tells you to do something, you will do it. Okay, so you have to be within audio of him. Yes, so it's the same as Charles Xavier's, but not telepathically. So if you tell someone to do something, they will just obey. But you get that guy like on TV or with a megaphone and he's pretty much the same as Charles Xavier. That's a good one to have. And he did turn evil and does utilize his powers to do whatever he wants. Wouldn't you? He's got the Jedi mind trick. You know, these are not the X-Men you're looking for. Because it would be nice. You could go into a store, try on a nice new suit and just go, you want to give me this for free? They go, I want to give you this for free. All right. Hey, thank you. He was a nice guy. This guy just did me a favor. I wanted to give him a suit, but he took it. To walk into any bar, go up to the bartender and say, I am not paying for a drink all night. You will just give me free drinks. All you think of is just 
Wait, how do we get stuff for free? That's the only use of it. Yeah, what else are you going to do? Other than like, you know, hey Ben, clean my house for me. <laughs> Gets you out of manual labor. You never have to work. You never have to pay for anything. Which I feel the Flash probably should have just stole stuff. That's what I would have done. Which they have the Flash in X-Men, don't they? What is the guy's no. even name? Silver Surfer, Quick. I want to say? No, Silver Surfer is completely different. That's a Fantastic Four thing. It's Quicksilver. Yeah, see, same thing. <laughs> he's silver. He moves really fast. And yeah, he does exactly what uh, Flash does. He's just really quick, but he's silver, not red. Totally different. And he steals a bunch of stuff, doesn't he? Until he finds the way or whatever. Once you have consequence taken away from you, if you ever played Grand Theft Auto, you just immediately go in there and beat up hookers. You have no idea why you feel compelled <laughs> to do this. It's funny that that's everyone's first response. Like, I can just go up and punch <clears throat> people. Hey, there's some hookers. I'm going to run them over in my car. <laughs> oh, that one didn't die. Hang on, I'll just get out of the car and shoot her in the face with a gun. And it's because consequence is completely taken away. Because you don't want to actually hurt people, but as soon as you put in an environment where you can do these little dark fantasies and not actually hurt anyone, because it's not violence, it's simulated violence. Exactly. Completely different thing. And I want to know what that's like. Because they talk about violent video games, but no one has ever gotten hurt playing a video game. Except those people who went and killed someone because they didn't like what they did in one of those online internet games. But that's violence outside of video games. That's right. <laughs> Caused by, but not due to. They're as guilty as Judas Priest for those people who committed suicide. Yeah, you can't ban it because it's a motive, otherwise you'd have to ban sex. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> Try and enforce that one. Yeah. <laughs> that is the weird statistic that if you're going to be killed by somebody, it's most likely to be your partner. Because they're the only people who care enough about you to actually kill you. The only way to prevent being killed at like 95% of it is to have no one love you. <laughs> kind of ironic when you think about it. But they're the other percentage of people who go out and kill a bunch of people because no one loves them. See, it's either a yes or no thing. No one's going to kill me. Well, I guess I better get out there and do it myself. <laughs> Someone's got to die that's all I know and, uh, I feel if I had a power where I could talk to people and convince them to do whatever I want I would probably still have a podcast but it wouldn't be like wiki review it would probably just be me doing a solo one and it would just be a list of demands you're gonna make hypno toad from future <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> all hail hypno toad yeah every episode would start all hail Ben Grohr people oh. would be like oh I better hail him yeah <laughs> just a, wow 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 that was a great podcast almost good as the it would be wildly successful because I would say in there, convince your friends to listen. Make sure they do. Make sure they do. Go to extra effort. It pains you that your friends don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Horrible, icky pain. And that way everyone listens to it. And it's just you saying this is great. And everyone finishes it going, that was great. You don't have to actually do anything. So what do you know about X-Men? Do you know any of the characters? Because well, I got a list of some of the characters here. Well, I first discovered X-Men when I was a little boy. And it was on Saturday mornings. Oh, it the cartoon the yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. That's one. I always remembered it because it was on extra early, so I had to get up extra early on Saturdays to watch X-Men or I'd miss mm. it for a week. And, and they always ended with to be continued, so you didn't want to miss a week. And I remember it all started, the first episode was about Jubilee, the mm. chick who had fireworks, who's not turned up in a single movie. They sort of did like Rogue like her. They did a young Rogue and played it like it was Jubilee. Yeah, they totally changed who Rogue was and how she works. And they totally got rid of Jubilee, I guess, because everything about her and the way she 
dress was just so 80s. No, they do have her in the new X-Men movies at the moment. Which ones? What was the last one? The, days, the Apocalypse one? I think she was in that. Or Days of Future Past. She was not in that, was she? She does a small part. You don't see her use her powers and they never ah. refer to her as Jubilee. But she is wearing the exact same getup that she does in the oh, animated that the, series. the Asian girl? Yeah. No way! She's meant to be Jubilee. Because, yeah, she was dressed like her. But she was Asian. I mean, I know that's not a problem and of course she can be whatever. Shut up. No. She had short hair. That girl didn't. That's not Jubilee. And she well, maybe use... she gets her hair cut. She could have just gotten some fireworks or something. Use your powers once. Who wouldn't use that all the time? Ah, they blew through the CGI budget on that one very quickly. So they just put her in the background because she was the starting character of the cartoons because she was the newbie who came into the house and through her newbie eyes, we got everything explained to us. She was a plot device. So that's probably why they didn't include her. Also because <laughs> her power is kind of limited. Use fireworks. Does it blow things up? No, it just like, you know, makes pretty colors. Well, they have a list of the members here and see how many of these you remember because a lot of these were in the TV show okay. even if they did like only a couple of episodes. So draw back to 10 year old Garth. All right. So this is in alphabetical order. So first you have Banshee. Is he Asian? No. Then no, I don't know who Banshee is. Who oh no, no, he's the screamy guy. He's the screamy guy. But he's not a X-Men member in the cartoon. He was Scottish or something. Yes. He could fly by screaming somehow. They did like put he- him in the movies. Yeah, they did put him in the movies. But yeah, he'd be able to scream down and ride the sound wave or something like that. I remember him carrying Wolverine and Wolverine being like, this is really annoying. <laughs> this is the worst sound I've ever heard. And I have noticed throughout the cartoons and stuff that they'd always have lots of mutants all together and they all have their different powers. There's always another person who has the Banshee. So Banshee, yeah, that was a small Scottish character. In fact, in the movies, that girl, when they broke into the house, there was a girl who screamed and it wasn't until like they knocked her out that like the soldiers could do stuff. So he wasn't even the first Banshee in the X-Men movies. They had like a 12-year-old girl played Banshee. Then you have Beast, which you know Beast. Of course we know Beast. Originally the first movie, that was Kelsey Grammer playing Beast. That was great casting. I love that. That was the most perfect casting ever. Why didn't they stick with that? I think because they needed him to do stuff. And Kelsey Grammer's getting a bit old. Was he actually the character or was he just the voice? He was the character. Oh yeah, did even... Because he had the makeup and everything on. You never saw him in human form. Because there's different kinds. Like the original one they showed us, the Beast is just a person. But then all the cartoons I knew, he was always the Beast. The blue monster. Yeah. Like hair. Who could climb on walls and climb upside down. Which, cool powers, I guess. Basically they're like, well, you don't have a specific power, but you're really agile and you're really strong. Oh, by the way, you're going to look really hideous and no one's going to ever want to sleep with you again. But nobody wanted to be Beast, though. He's mildly helpful. As long as there's something which requires, like, a guy to just be a little more dexterous than the average human being, that's Beast. We've got our man. You can climb things really well. Like Spider-Man? I'm not that good. Not like from a long way away. <laughs> he can jump down on things <laughs> and he's pretty strong. Like Superman strong? No, nowhere near that strong. But like, you know, like a guy who's worked out a lot strong. Because <laughs> you're a beast. And he's <clears throat> blue. He should have rocked up in that Avatar movie. Can I at least turn back into human form like the Hulk? Not all the time, sorry. Only when it's convenient because we want people to recognize the actor. <laughs> they got Colossus. I love Colossus. He got famous in the Deadpool movies because they had him. He's the big metal man. Because he was the only 
only X-Men they really put in there that was an actual known X-Men. He has also made an appearance in an X-Men movie before in X-Men 2. Yes, yes, he was the in the school. Yes, and also I think in X-Men 3 or something when they were doing a training thing, oh, yeah. they had him, big metal guy. Because I remember the joke was, was they fired like these sleep darts at him, but he's made of metal, so they just bounced off him. And he was in the cartoon, so I remember that. And it was <clears> during Cold War time, so they had like the Russian guy, you know, to be cool. I think they fought him at once. Yeah, he might have started as a villain and then turned into... When the, the wall came down and they're like, yeah, he's with us now. Why is his last name Rasputin? That seems kind of racist. Peter Rasputin. Yeah, it, it does kind of sound racist. It was the 60s. <laughs> it was a wild time, man. What about Dazzler? You heard I have of Dazzler? never heard of Dazzler. What, do you bedazzle clothing? That's what your power is? It sounds like you should be the fabulous member. <laughs> well, it is a girl. Oh, it's a girl. Okay, that's nice. Dazzler. I don't actually know what she does because I've actually never heard of it. Her real name's Alison Blair. Well, that's nice. Does it say her powers? Convert sound vibrations into light and energy beams. Cool. So she could turn our podcast into a torch. Sweet. She'd turn our audio chocolate voices <clears throat> into like fireworks displays. She can turn us into what Jubilee could make with her fingertips. That'd be funny. She takes like sound waves and then she projects it at you and you get worried because it looks like there's a laser beam coming at you, but it's really just a light. It's like getting hit with a torch. Oh, I thought that was going to hurt, but really it's just a nice little light show. It's a little warm, but not really. Is that kind of... No, it's not really hurting. <laughs> well, sometimes I can shine it in people's eyes and that can be annoying. <laughs> Good for you. I think what her power really is for is when people speak, you can't hear them because she'll turn it into light. <laughs> you have to be able to speak light, which is like sign language. You try and tell her something and like a beam of light just shines out of your mouth. <laughs> She's the only one who'd understand what you just said because <laughs> she'd speak light. Or she farts and you just see her ass light up. <laughs> Where the sun shines from, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, if only you could do something about the smell now. <laughs> I can turn smells into sounds. Well, that's a nice, cute little idea that they just decided to have for a superpower. You have Havoc. I don't think I know who he is. Wasn't he the guy who was the devil-looking dude in one of the things? No, he was in X-Men First Class. I think he died in that movie. Oh, the dude who shoots the light out of his chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because he can create Havoc. Ah, I get the reference now. I think he can also throw it and, I don't know, he can do a bunch of stuff. He's not one of the A-level ones. He's like Cyclops, but his chest instead of his eyes. So if anything, it's a more convenient Cyclops because it can still look at things without having a problem and then I can choose to project things out of my chest. People just don't get that people don't like heroes that shoot lasers out of stuff. Because even with Superman, it's not like a big power of his. People the forget about that often. Very rarely gets used. Well, we've already got Cyclops and I mean, he's the leader, so he kind of has to stay. Can we just kind of get rid of Havoc? Yeah, that's cool by me. And Warpath. First off, never heard of. <laughs> Secondly, coolest name yet. Though if you're trying to be a superhero, probably not a great name. <laughs> Wait, are you a hero or a villain? First known as Thunderbird. Yeah, it would have changed. Warpath is so much better than Thunderbird. Plus, it's also probably infringing on some copyright right there. Thunderbirds are a go. I was going to say, that's probably his catchphrase. All right, this is Thunderbird. All right, guys, we are go. So what could Thunderbird do? Well, he has a knife. He could stab people. That's a superpower, I guess. He blamed the X-Men for the death of his brother. All right, so he was a bad guy to begin with. So that explains the Warpath thing. Oh, he's Native American. Oh, they're just being really stereotypically <clears throat> racist. I am path that is war. He possesses mutant superhuman strength and speed. Okay, so he's fast and strong. He's like the beast, kind of, but less dexterous. So would you rather be a Native American or a beast? It's a tough choice, I know. I'd take, I'd take the Native American any day of the week. Because <laughs> that's cool. I'd have nice hair. And that is the astonishing X-Men. Yeah, now we're on to X-Men Blue. Are they different kinds of cartoons? 
Legends? I think it's a comic book series. Okay, because I was going to say, is it like, you know, with football teams where like, oh, that's the blue team, that's the gold team, that's the red team? I think they came out at different times. Or maybe it's a thing that if you're a new writer there going like, ah, we'll give you the Astonishing X-Men. You get the Dazzler. <laughs> oh, I'm astonished at that. You get none of the good characters. <laughs> and this is blue. It has Angel, which we already mentioned, the guy with the rocket launcher. Oh yeah, he also has wings, but that seems less impressive. Though it says that he's passed. So is he dead? I think so. Well, because he got turned into Archangel, didn't he? So it says that he's passed in this, so he's dead. Huh. Because you also have Beast, which was in the last one. He's passed. All right, so he's done. And so Cyclops. What the hell's going on here? And Iceman, that was no no stretch of the imagination. He disappeared. And Marvel Girl. This is one of the original ones that I think later became Jean Grey. Well, they figured Marvel Girl was a little on the nose for Marvel Comics. What, she's the girl for all Marvel? Either that or they've just pointed out, hey, this is the first girl we've put into a Marvel comic. It was a working title. Uh, We'll call her Marvel Girl now. Think of a better title. Hey, what if she could turn invisible? No, no, dude, we've been over this. So they had Bloodstorm. Cool name. I don't know what Bloodstorm does. Oh, it's a chick. Kind of looks like Storm. A mutant vampire. Okay, I'm out. So she's a vampire, but for some reason she's a good person. But she still retains her oath not to kill. I've never heard of this chick. I guess they got rid of her because she looks a lot like Storm. I'm guessing she probably turned into Storm later on. Sure, why not? <laughs> she's the black chick, right? Deacon? Never heard of any of these people. What does He's he a do? super villain. And then he joins the X-Men? I okay. don't know. Is the mutant son of Wolverine. I guess that's cool. It's probably the other thing he's got going for. Him. Has he got Wolverine's powers then? Oh, he's often recognized for his sex appeal. Oh, really? He looks kind of chubby in that picture. Oh, and he's got little claws. Do you see that? He's got oh, two claws there. Because he's like a little Wolverine. So Dakin's just mini Wolverine. He was ranked sixth in their sexiest men. <laughs> Comic book men. Some guy went through and said, who's the sexiest dude in this? Because you know it wasn't a woman. You know it was not. You have Danger. I like the idea that somebody comes up to him and goes, Danger is my middle name. It's like, oh yeah, well, Danger's my first name. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I win. I only have one name. It's just Danger. Oh, wait, no. I think it's a room. The Danger Room. Why is that in there? That makes no sense. No, it's a person. What the hell's going on? He does kind of look dangerous. He looks like a lion predator. It's kind of beast-like. Like a cyborg beast. And I don't think he gets his own page. It's he's just on the Danger Room. He's a part of that. Is he a robot? In the Danger Room developed self-awareness. So okay, so it's kind of like... Like they're Ultron. I don't know what that is, but sure. <laughs> Some people got that. He's a robot who turns evil. Cool. It was designed to train them, but then it becomes self-aware and gets free. Go danger. And Magneto. I... You know Magneto. Control yep. metal with his mind. That's a pretty cool thing to have. Although these days he's getting more and more plastic things, so he's becoming less relevant. Yeah, if I had to control one thing with my mind, I'd probably pick plastic. But then it's not as tough as metal. I always wondered. Aluminium. Mm. It's not magnetic. Do you reckon like Coke cans could probably defeat him? <laughs> Just throw Coke cans at him. He can't do anything about it. You surgery steel weapons. He can only use magnetism, right? Yeah, magnetism is very limited. Not all metals can be have magnets used with them. And then there's wood. Let's not forget wood and rocks. I could throw a rock at him, he can't do anything about it. <laughs> well, he is wearing a helmet though. Well, that's probably why he wears the helmet. People kept throwing rocks at him. <laughs> I need to do something about this. His suit is made of metal, so it makes him stronger. Because when he punches you, it's not just his arm strength doing it, he's also using his magnetic thing. And he's able to fly because he's got a metal suit but then I question like if he magnetizes things to and from him how can he lift himself up when he's surrounded by metal because he's lifting the metal up I know because he can create magnetic fields wherever
whatever he wants. Oh, so it's not just like he's a magnet. So he could turn your head into a magnet and punch you in the head and his fist would be attractive to your head then. That's how he would punch you harder. That's why he's strong. And from the cartoon, I remember he lived in a half-sunken ship. Because he could probably just bring it back up. Because it's all metal, so he's good around it. He does weird showing off things. In the first X-Men movie, he had one of those, one of those little executive toy things where you have the marbles that go into each other and oh, they yeah, hit each other the, side from side. Yeah, the Chinese stress balls, but not the rotating ones. Yeah, the clacker. Well, he had, yeah, one of those going. The balls were just floating there and he was doing it with his mind. And it's just like, why? Who are you doing this for? Because I wanted to. And the second he leaves the room, they fall down and roll off the table. I'm like, well, that's kind of hazardous. Like, what if someone tripped on that? <laughs> those movies were when they were just starting to get CGI and figure out how to do things. So they're like, we can do this. I have noticed, though, because they've made the movies going back in time, the original Magneto is an old Magneto, but we see all the young Magnetos. Old Magneto didn't have as big a power, I felt, because of the CGI abilities at the time. So like, oh, he stopped a gun. Oh, but this other guy, he's lifted up like a submarine. We did the little clacker balls. This other one could take all this metal and put it inside a plastic machine and somehow turn it into his own robot. No, but I think that's kind of true, though. I think of things that I could do 10 years ago that I can't do now. Yes. I'm not getting stronger as I get older. Why would Magneto? It's like, I can't lift a submarine out of the water these days without having to pee five times. Exactly. I got a prostate the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair play to him. And then you got Polaris. I don't know what that is. Has Stanley ever drawn a woman below D cup? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. The guys will be different. Like, yeah, they're usually pretty muscular, but they're different sizes. Every single woman essentially has the same body. This girl can control magnetism. She's just basically a female magneto. So that's what the Polaris is saying. It's another magnet word. You'd think that she'd hook up with magneto, but the problem is opposites attract. <laughs> They'd repel each other because they're both positively charged ions. <laughs> I'll just let that science joke <laughs> Now it's time for some X-Men gold. Gold, Jerry. This is the gold of the X-Men. <laughs> then why is Iceman in it? Yeah, the snowman guy who was throwing snowballs before. That's, it's not really a good lead in. No, it's not. Which he's kind of like the opposite of the fire guy. Like even the fire guy can beat him, but then he would melt and defeat the fire guy. Oh, is he, you know, the kid in the movies that's the ice <coughs> kid? Yeah, the kid from Animorphs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's a step up for him. Uh-huh. But they decided not to make him look like ice cream. <clears throat> well, the Animorphs were kind of like X-Men. They could turn into animals, but only for two hours. Otherwise, they'd get stuck as a bird like one of them did. (laughs) I I gotta be honest, didn't pay that much attention to the show. That's seriously the plot. Well, it was books that I didn't read, but I watched the show for a little bit until I was just like, this is dumb. So you can turn into any animal. It's kind of a limited power. I mean, cool. Not as useful as you'd probably think. I mean, that was back when Alex Mack was a show. That's right. That was a thing. Which is a girl who... Could turn into goo. Yeah, like Terminator thing. Looked like the bad Terminator in Terminator 2. Plus, she could move things with her mind and shoot electricity and still struggled with school life. I would have dropped out of school and just focused on my abilities. Yeah, I'd definitely try and take over the world. I mean, you probably do need a 12th grade education to take over the world. Is it just me or do all women superheroes just have like a plethora of abilities? It's never just like one thing. And they're always kind of vague. Like sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't. Like sometimes, oh no, I'm a damsel in distress. Oh, now I can take on everyone. Is it just Stan Lee's interpretation of women? Yeah, sometimes they're the 
the most vulnerable things in the world. Other times, they are the most menacing, psychotic things you'll ever <laughs> deal with. We take Wonder Woman. Sometimes she can fly. Sometimes she can't. Sometimes she has an invisible jet. Why does she have an invisible jet? Why does it have to be invisible? The X-Men have a jet. It's not invisible. I mean, it's a stealth jet. So it can turn invisible. Like, but, but it's but not only... permanently invisible. Because you'd have to remember where you parked your jet. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. And it's probably going to like get run into by a car or something. There's not many places you can park a jet that isn't going to have people like fall upon it. And also she's not invisible in the jet. So it just looks like she's sitting there flying. So that's not really that good, is it? That's kind of weird. You just see some woman sitting in the sky flying around. Like she's reading a book that's also <laughs> invisible. If you and I had just gotten superpowers, we're like Superman oh, yeah. plus Charles Xavier rolled into one. And we go, let's conquer the world. How do you actually go about that? Like you could tell someone I run the world now, but who actually handles that? And if you've got Charles Xavier stuff, <clears throat> why would you want to rule the world? I'd like the idea of you just go around and do whatever you want. I'd like to rule the world without the responsibility, thank you. Be an unstoppable force. You'd like to not get any money, but never have to pay for anything anyway, so it's redundant. Why rob a bank when nothing costs me any money? I'd like to not have to wait in lines. That'd be nice. Not have to work, not have to wait in line. You know, maybe have a nice house. That'd be nice. But <laughs> you I'd just go up to someone who's got a nice house and go, move out, this house is mine now. But you still pay the bills. <laughs> it is one thing to have the power to like walk up to someone and go, you're going to give me this for free. But how do you deal with the electricity company? Because that's a whole bunch of different people. And like every month, do you have to call up and go, my bill has been paid? Because you're only talking to a machine. If you can't convince the machine. It's in the system. They're like, I'm sorry. It says you haven't paid your bill. But I have. No, I'm sorry. I've got to talk to my manager. And he said that it's not paid. So until we get the payment, can I speak to your manager? Sorry, he's on another call at the moment. <laughs> Kind of limits what you can do. The greatest weakness is bureaucracy. Probably why <coughs> Charles Xavier is like, let's save the world. I'm sick of trying to get everything for free. It's actually really hard these days. And then they have Kitty Pride. What a name. Does she have cat powers? No, she can walk through walls. She has ghost powers. Ah, oh, like most cats. Yeah, I don't know where the name comes from. Maybe that's just like her actual name. <laughs> why doesn't she get a cool nickname like everyone else? Like Ghost Girl. Ghost Girl. Ghost Girl's a cool name. I call her walk through walls person. <laughs> but I'm not. Not as pithy. But I'm not strong at making nicknames, especially for superheroes. That's why I'm not in the comic book industry. Though she has been in the movies. She was played by the Juno girl. Yeah. What's her name? Ellen Page? Okay, because she can walk through walls, but she can also, like, not, if you know mm. what I mean. Like, so she can decide when she goes through things or not. That could be useful. Mostly, I'd use it for, like, checking to see what's in the fridge without letting the cold out. But she's friends with the Iceman guy, so it kind of makes that redundant. Yeah, they're boyfriend and girlfriend, at least in the movies. I don't know about the comics. So she'd be like, oh, I'll just check the fridge without letting the cold out. Why, baby? I can just, like, he probably leaves the fridge open all the time. <laughs> what does it matter? I'll just freeze it again. And he's also got the aircon on all the time. It's like, it's too hot in here. It's winter. Is he permanently cold or is he always feel like he's melting because he's ice? I would assume he would feel the heat, but not the cold because he is cold. Yeah. So he'd always have a problem with heat, but yeah, he wouldn't need aircon. He'd just power it up and then walking in a winter wonderland. Mm -hmm. He'd be good for, you know, when your beer's warm. That's probably what he'd do. Yeah. He's never had a warm beer in his life. <laughs> just chills it all the time. Never had a hot tea either. Though having ice powers would be pretty cool, so long as you looked like a normal person and you weren't a snowman. If I was a snowman whose only ability was to throw my testicles at people, fuck that. Yeah, no, that's where I'm out. I mean, there's only probably so much use for it. I would love to be able to make <clears throat> ice whenever I need to, because I overheat really quickly, so that would be a great line for me. I'd like to have that power. <laughs> but it's probably 
they're not as good as the other ones. It's kind of hard to fight someone who's strong and agile when all you can do is make ice. Could you imagine right now if you had the ability to chill this room? I know, wouldn't it be great? All the walls form ice on them. It's that cold in here. Uh, and as we talk, we can see our breath. That's the dream, man. That would be so great. Because for those who don't know, at the moment we are recording this at the start of an Australian summer. Which is hot. If you haven't read up on it, it's freaking hot. And I am actually using ice to stay cool right now. He's got two ice packs he's sitting against because we can't have air conditioner while we're running this thing because it messes with the sound. You'd just be hearing this blowing the entire time we're talking to you. So it gets pretty hot when we're doing this some episodes. So right now I am dreaming, yeah, Iceman. I could do that. <laughs> it seems like the greatest superpower. Like if anyone were to ask you right now, what is the superpower you'd want? You just go Iceman. Cold. Please make you, it cold. <laughs> he wouldn't think about it. You don't want Superman? No, fuck that. He can't make things cold. Well, Ice Breath. No, not cold enough. Yeah, no. Iceman. Iceman. I need everything to be ice. I want all my power to be focusing on making things colder. Skip forward six months when it's winter. <laughs> You'd be like, damn it, I got these stupid ice abilities. Heat Man. Can I be the flaming torch? <laughs> Fantastic Four suddenly makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, being the human torch today seems like it would be torture. I know. That must really suck for him. He would have to sweat a lot. Ugh. Or does he not mind the hot? Would he be fine on a day like this going, nah, I'm not feeling it. He's a guy who never actually needs the aircon on, whereas the Iceman always needs the aircon on. The fire guy would be in here going like, hey guys, do you mind if we have the heat on? Oh, screw you. Get out. <laughs> Get out now. Flame off. <laughs> you flaming bastard. Oh, especially if he was standing here on fire and we could feel the heat he's... like coming off him. And he's all casual about it. Hey guys, so you know, what's happening with you? Not much with me, huh? Could you like not? <laughs> Should probably stop obsessing about the heat or it's going to be a short episode. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's too hot. We're done. And we're out. But we've still got more X-Men to go through. We and do. more time, which I guess is also important. <laughs> Next we have magic. Spelled <clears throat> with a K. Which do you reckon he's magic? I'm guessing but he has... Oh, she. She. Magic. Maybe she's Serbian. She's Russian. <laughs> Close enough. She must be friends with Colossus. Uh, says she's friends with Colossus. On a sister of Colossus. Oh, there we are. Yeah, because they're genetically related. What other predictions have you got? Because you're nailing this. <laughs> I just wanted to point out, every single time we click on one of them to check it out, it always starts with their name is a fictional superhero. <laughs> fictional, really? <laughs> you got to tell us that this drawing of <laughs> someone with magical powers is fictional. I thought she was real. <laughs> This has really disillusioned me. I mean, I wanted to go to the Xavier College for gifted children. I thought I don't have magical powers, but maybe if I rocked up, they saw like my OP and like, you know, maybe they could do a test. And I was really smart, maybe. Do you know what I liked about the X-Men when I was a kid, though, is all the other heroes that had superpowers were born with them. And when I was 10, I knew that I wasn't born with superpowers. But X-Men put the point forward that, no, no, people don't get their powers straight away. It's when they become a teenager. Puberty. So I'm like, I could have have dormant superpowers. I could actually be a mutant and a superhero. Stanley gave you hope. But then, yeah, I hit my teenage years. I didn't get any mutant abilities and I kind of gave up like on the mutant. idea. I got the superpower of being really awkward. Oh yeah, puberty fucked with me. No mutant power, so. It did kind of feel like, is this a superpower? Like, something's happening to me. <laughs> For a second there, I thought I was becoming the beast. And like, with my complexion, sometimes I do look a little blue. Didn't have the monkey hands though. Probably a good thing. All right, well, if she's the sister to Colossus, 
And her name's Magic. What do you reckon her superpower would be? Her brother's a metal man. So I'm guessing, well, she's got to be Magic. She's called Magic. What's the opposite to metal? And Magneto's already taken. Yes. <laughs> Is she Tree Girl? And she can use the powers of trees. That'd no. be the obvious opposite. She can teleport. What? <laughs> so completely random. Okay. So you want to hear opposites. Did you know in the comic books, Juggernaut and Charles Xavier are brothers? Yes, I did know that, surprisingly. Yeah, they just completely just omitted that from any movies because like that causes way too many questions. And when Cyclops meets his father, he's a space pirate. What? They go to space and get hijacked by space pirates, but it ends up being Cyclops' dad. I sort of remember space pirates in it. It had something to do with that giant guy, Galactica or whatever his name was. Yeah, Eater of Worlds. Yeah, that guy. Then you have Nightcrawler. Which we all know Nightcrawler. I actually have a small figurine collection on a bookshelf and I do have some X-Men characters there. I have three. I have Juggernaut, I have Gambit, and I have Nightcrawler. Also, did you know that Juggernaut, originally he didn't have mutant powers. He had magical powers. Everywhere except his head, so he had to wear a helmet. I thought the helmet was so his brother couldn't read his mind. No, that was because his head was his only weakness. It's like Achilles, but in reverse. (laughs) Instead of the feet, it's the head. I mean, that's not a stretch. I mean, this guy is really tough and strong, really hard. Like, yeah, you punch him in the stomach, nothing happens. But if you punch him in the face, he'll get hurt. Didn't see that coming. But Nightcrawler's fun. Nightcrawler is also the son of Mystique. Really? Well, he's meant to be in the comic books. This is all very incestuous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're all related somehow. Mutant powers. It's all nepotism. (laughs) Nightcrawler did do the best scene that I've ever seen in an X-Men movie, which is in X-Men 2 where he's being made to assassinate the president and he goes into the Oval Office and they're all trying to protect the president and he's teleporting all over the room, kicking everyone's ass. That is the best scene that they've had in any of those movies yet. The rest of the movie, not that great, but that scene, best ever. Peak at the X-Men series. And point out that he has that arrow spear tail thing. Hey, do you reckon him and Magic get in teleporting competitions? Possibly. Well, they're on the same team, so why do they need two teleporters? That seems like an oversight, doesn't it? And they got one who can walk through walls. They're like, all right, so we got like three people who can help us get into the next room. Get Iceman in there so we can make it cold. <laughs> Nightcrawler, he is probably one of my favorite X-Men characters ever. Hence why I have the figurine. Boom. I also like Gambit, who's about to get a movie, and I can't wait to be disappointed by that. He was more attitude in the cartoons. He was essentially Pepe Le Pew. Ha <laughs> he was. A French-sounding guy who never quit trying to hook up with Rogue. He was from Louisiana, so that's where the French accent came from. In the cartoon, the whole point was he wants to hook up with Rogue, even though he's fully aware that if he touches her, he'll go into a coma. That's the power of the French. <laughs> I like women who play hard to get. <laughs> oh, she's a fiery one, this one, huh? I feel that he goes, yeah, but my penis can take it. <laughs> and his power is if he touches stuff, <clears throat> it can turn into explosives. Kind of like Jubilee. They all kind of roll over. Except he got a set of playing cards, so it looked cool. That was it. If you actually take down what his power is, it's completely different to everything you know about him. Well, he's the guy with playing cards that he throws at people. Oh, and he has a stick. <laughs> I think his technical power is he turns kinetic energy into explosive energy. He can turn an object into like a bomb. Yes, essentially. essentially. So if he picks up something, he has to move it. So if he throws something, it picks up 
up energy as it's moving and ah. explodes bigger. Because I didn't realize, I thought he touched something, it sets a time bomb off and then he throws it and it blows up. But you're saying mm. the harder he throws it, the more it'll blow up. Yes. So if he picked up like a little pebble and threw it at you, it would be like a small little grenade going off. But if he lobbed it casually at you, it'd just be like a big. Yep, it'll just burst. And then you might get hit with shrapnel. Either way, it's horrible. But then like, you know, you've made Gambit angry. You pissed <coughs> him off and you see him, he just picks up the nearest Coke can to him and he just starts throwing it around and <laughs> like whirling it around. Like you're know, doing that uh, whirly uh, windmill thing. And you're like, oh man, that's going to hurt. <laughs> Before he throws it, then. Basically anything that's a marble or bigger, he can use as a weapon. It's just a decent power to have. And it has to be something he can throw though. Although if he like touched a building and then it fell over, that'd probably be pretty hardcore. Yeah, that would make a massive explosion. Might kill him though. Because I don't know if he's explosion proof. Yeah, I really don't think he is. Cool character, mainly for his uh, aggressive sexual technique towards a woman. It's like a dog chasing a car. What are you going to do if you catch it, dude? <laughs> okay, Rogue's like, you know what? I am desperately in need of something because I can't touch anyone. All right, Gambit, let's do it. Now you're in a coma, dude. You just touched it. You didn't get anything out of that. But he'd probably wake up and be like, oh, that was the shit, huh? Hey, baby, round two, baby. Isn't there a Hasidic Jew thing where they have a sheet over the woman and the man makes love through the sheet? Maybe they just got to do that sort of deal because if you had the sheet and the condom, then you should have no physical contact and sexual intercourse should be fine. I bet he's a big fan of latex. Mm. I'm sure that's why Rogue has that suit. It's probably like a sex suit. It's just all latex. You can't make physical contact with them. Or do you think Rogue's just like the ultimate virgin? You know she hasn't been touched. <laughs> Is that his appeal maybe? Well, she's kissed some dudes, but they all ended up in the hospital. Yeah, so no one's ever had sex with her. So maybe he figures if I have sex with this girl and survive, I'll be not only the first, but the only, only. guy to ever have sex with her. I will be 100% of her sexual experience. Oh, that's a lot of responsibility. And as most men, yes, I'd be more than happy to destroy anything that's possible there. No, I would rather just be like the only one than like one of two. Yes. Because then there's a risk that they could be like, that guy did it properly. Now I know how it's meant to be done. <laughs> I mean, if he's worse than me, then yeah, it's good. But that's my good. hypotheticals rarely end well for myself. It's <laughs> always like some mega stud. It's like Colossus with a huge metal dong. And he knows how to make it vibrate. <laughs> Like, how can I compete with that? Oh, and he's Russian. That accent alone would throw them. And now to a hero of the highest order, prestige. Well, he sounds good. She sounds oh. good. And once again, do they ever have like proper clothes for these girls? No, they find it's easier to fight villains half naked. Not a problem for the men though. Because the easiest way to save the world is topless. It's the beast and women. They just don't like clothes. Although her rack's a lot smaller than the other ones. So I'll give him that. Though it says she's the child of Cyclops and Jean Grey. Oh yeah, because they hook up. Jean Grey is <coughs> essentially the hot chick in the group that Wolverine's always trying to hook up with, but she's with Cyclops and for some reason, because he's the leader, therefore he's attractive. Though it seems she's basically just like Jean. She doesn't have the Cyclops powers, she just has the Jean powers. Well, we know who has the superior genes there. <laughs> Dorminant. And she's Unintended. the niece of Havoc and Vulcan. I don't know who Vulcan is. Yeah, neither do I. I thought Vulcan was a Star Trek thing. Live long and prosper. Yeah, she's prestige. Maybe because that's how she got in. What's that word where... Nepotism. No, not nepotism, where people get led into like dorms where it's like they got, ah, oh, ten, not tenure. I really can't remember the term. There's a word for it. Oh, when you get in because, yeah, your, your parents, parents were in the dorm. I don't know what the word is, but I know what you're talking about. She's only in because, hey guys, I brought my kid along. Do you reckon that when she was young, she was a kid and like Jeannie would be like, oh, it's bring your kid to work day. <laughs> One day you'll be here. Does anyone mind if my kid tags along? <clears throat> and Beast is like, I know I'm going to be babysitting. Then we got Pyro. It's great. 
great when they just have a name that describes their power. Everything you need to know. Because he just saw Magneto and went, ooh, I'm going to go with that. Pyro. Put an O at the end. We all know what's happening. Yeah, just say what you do. Put an O at the end. Superhero made. So his power, fire. He can shoot fire. He can do stuff. He doesn't flame on like Johnny Storm though. And he can't create flame. He can just make flames bigger. He needs an initial flame to start. Yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah. And in the cartoons, the flames would be alive. Like he'd make a bird out of fire and it'd fly Mm. around. Whereas in the movies, he just makes flame balls. I would like a fire bird. I would rather manipulate fire than be a human torch. It would be much more fun. Because all you got to do is carry a lighter in your pocket, right? And I want to know, does it have to be a fire or, you know, like when you have a lighter, but it's out of gas, can you Mm. still use the spark? If you could, you could just get the little flint from there and put it under like your thumbnail or something like that. And then when you just flick. Then you're like Spider-Man with the rope. And you can shoot firebirds at people. And in the cartoon, he had these like, I don't know what you call them, uh, tubes going to his hands. Yeah, they have have that in the picture here. Yeah, does he have fuel on his back? I think he does so he can flamethrow. Because it's becoming less and less of a superpower and more like a guy who just turned himself into a flamethrower. Maybe he can control the fire, but he can't keep it burning. Still needs needs fuel. fuel. That's not as impressive as a guy who can just make fire. I'd go the flaming torch in that case. And it seems like in risky situations, his pack is likely to explode. It's basically just petrol on his back, isn't it? He's got a firebomb on his back at all times. In World War II, they talk about flamethrowers. No one wanted to hold that because it just takes one bullet or something and the whole thing blows up on your back. I saw a movie recently, Dunkirk. Oh yeah, I saw that. And they had the guys with the flamethrowers in that and that just looked like a horrible, scary thing. Could you imagine you're standing in a bunker trying to defend it and then you see one of your enemy walking to the door holding a flamethrower? Just in that second before he fires where you're just like, there's nothing I can do about this. And they always have the line in there where the enemy's running around screaming on fire. Someone goes to like shoot him and go, nah, nah, save your bullets, let him burn. Ouch, that's not cool. One thing I do know from World War II, they had a <coughs> tank that was a flamethrower called a crocodile and it had its fuel in a little trailer that would follow it around. Even the allies didn't like it. It was like everyone who works in those flame <coughs> tanks are dicks. They're the people who are just like, no, you're an asshole and no one likes you because that's really mean. You'd have to be a sociopath to fire one of those. Yeah, just to go around like, I'm going to spend this entire war just setting people on fire. That's kind of a messed up idea. And also, like you say, you're in the trench. You see the enemy coming at you. They're all shooting or whatever, but there's a guy with a big fuel tank on his back. Do you not just shoot at the fuel tank? <laughs> that should take care of everyone around him. <laughs> no, you are not burning me. Yeah, I wouldn't stand next to the guy who's got the flamethrower. Sorry, dude, you're on your own. Because <laughs> even the heat that would be coming off him with those things, because you'd sweat using a flamethrower. I would not last well. Give me like an ice thrower. They probably all end up with a tan. But also, when you use a flamethrower, people don't die immediately. You both shoot at the same time. You're going to get shot while flaming them. They'll probably mm. get set on fire, but you're probably going to die if you use a flamethrower. And also, if you're in your bunker, you get flamethrowered. You come out, you're burning, you're burning. They're just like, eh, let him die because of the burns. But then you manage to survive and you're just laying on the ground, barely able to hang on, burnt to a crisp in a lot of pain and someone comes up, ah, oh, he's still alive, shoot him in the face. Bang. So it's like, even if you survive being on fire, you're just going to get shot in the face. You're going to die anyways. It would be horrible being on fire going, this is the rest of my life. My whole life is now being on fire. <laughs> as soon as I stop doing that, I'm dead. And Pyro. got Storm, which should instantly be able to take out Pyro, wouldn't she? She'd just make it rain all the time. You'd have like Pyro comes and talks to her and goes like, it's good. I know you've been on this team for a while, but can you just settle down with the rain and shit? Because my power doesn't work when you use yours. So. Oh, it's okay. You take a break. I'll just use my lightning. It's way more effective. Shut up. I'm a productive member of the team. I'm trying to get a promotion here. And then Iceman comes up to Pyro and has the same talk with him. <laughs> Dude, you want to cut out the flames? It's really melting my work. And then Storm's like, hey, you know, I can make it hail. Shut up, Storm! <laughs> Both at the same time. 
times. <laughs> it's just the Superman effect. Their powers just encapsulate everyone else's. Oh, I can use fire. I can use ice. Hey, I can do fire and ice. There's also the challenge with having a team like this with this variety of powers is you have to think of a challenge that can challenge all of them. Yes, and I love that in the X-Men cartoons. There'd be like five or six of them and the scenario would always somehow mean that they all have a little job they can do. I remember like something fell over so they used Colossus to hold it up and then Cyclops like used his beam to shoot out the thing and then Storm would make it rain so this would happen and then like they'd have like the Beast or Wolverine would quickly jump under to save like a little girl from the collapsing building. Mm -hmm. Like that's your job, okay? Just be agile. Oh, they're a well-oiled machine. But how many times have like they rocked up and been like, oh, there's actually nothing I can do here. I'm just gonna take a breather, guys. I'm just gonna sit here in case you need someone to disappear and reappear again. (laughs) Now we're up to the final roster, the X-Men Red. Ooh, the Red guys. Which you have Jean Grey, which was apparently Marvel Girl, as we found out. She actually has a lot of aliases because she's also the Phoenix and the Dark Phoenix as well. I don't know anything about I imagine it's just the same thing, but darker. It's the same story, just added on and added on. It's been around since the 60s. They just get big and out of control after a certain amount of time. (laughs) Which I do think the whole Phoenix analogy, it's actually a really good encapsulation because all these powers generally come from puberty and it's like an extreme emotion that causes it. Who in the world would have a more extreme emotion than a teenage girl? (laughs) Of course she's the most powerful of all of them, so much so that no one can control it. She can't even control it and it's beyond everyone else. And you have Nightcrawler's back on it again. See, he gets to be in two teams. That's nice. He's like, woohoo, I'm the only teleporter this time. I got rid of that magic bitch. Somehow she had a problem with her visa and had to go back to Russia. (laughs) Someone made an anonymous call. (laughs) Namor. Namor. Um, The Submariner. Ah, so he's basically Aquaman. Okay, so this is their version of the DC guy. Yeah, so they got Aquaman. So he can swim really good. Probably talk to fish, but I don't know that for a fact. We can assume as much. It's one of those, oh, he's the water guy. Mm -hmm. So just give him all the water powers because he's not really useful anywhere else so we may as well make him like really good there look if we have to do anything underwater he's there but on all the land episodes he's out I did like that in the cartoon there was a whole house full of all these X-Men but a lot of them didn't really rock up to most of the missions just every now and again they'd be involved because they weren't that useful you just have like they're going to a building to stop an evil corporation and he just goes and sits in the fountain yeah alright I know where I'm supposed to be (laughs) hey did that guy just spray me with water cut it out (laughs) gotcha finally Wolverine yeah I've heard of him. Wait, that's not correctly put together, is it? Because who's Laura Kinney? Ah, that's sort of like if you saw the last X-Men movie, that's a girl who Ah. takes on the mantle of Wolverine. So wait, she's Wolverine now? Well, Wolverine dies and she becomes the Wolverine after Wolverine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she has two claws on each hand and feet. So she's like, trying to do the maths here, six to eight. She's like a quarter more deadly. She's also known as X-23. So Wolverine is no longer Wolverine. Yeah, because he died. And I think he died protecting her. Uh, He's sort of like adopted her as a daughter. The Wolverine's like a family name. I'm Logan Wolverine. <laughs> this is my daughter, Laura Wolverine. That's the Phantom. <laughs> and they have the same stupid kind of mask. But yeah, he definitely is the most famous X-Men character that they've done by far. He was always my favorite. And He's then you, everyone's favorite as a kid. That's what I was going to say. When I was a kid, I'm like, man, Wolverine's so badass. And then I meet other people and they're like, I like Wolverine. Really? Me too. Oh my God. We must be best friends. We're the only ones. And then it turns out, no, he's just like the best one. I remember having conversations with kids about it going if you couldn't pick Wolverine who's your favorite X-Men <laughs> that's what you gotta do because you gotta have that lead in because otherwise everyone's gonna say Wolverine because for me it was Gambit I liked Gambit after that well he's cool but I wouldn't want his power Wolverine has got like a 
really good power to have. Doesn't matter what happens to you, you will heal back up. But it's also the most painful. I'd like a force field rather than a healing ability. Maybe stop it from happening to me. Yes, he's invincible from the fact that he can heal, but that's still gotta hurt. His life is pain. And if he doesn't feel pain, he's not using his superpower. Yeah, but part of his appeal is that he's all stoic about it. He's got this whole, ow, that hurt. Watch me just pour salt on it and that's it. Or the great line of, when they come out, does it hurt? Every time. Ooh, yeah. That oh, is badass. That's such a man. Because <laughs> if he had gone, nah, not really. No, that's all right. Most of the nerves there are pretty dead. You get used to it, which is probably the truth. Every time. Oh, he suffers that pain. Such a brooding man. <laughs> Though there's part of me that just wonders if he's actually a pussy. Because I've seen things where he has his powers taken off him. And then when he gets hurt, it seems to hurt him a lot. Maybe he is pretty immune to pain, but he only feels it a tiny bit. So he gets stabbed and it feels like he just got flicked. And he's like, ow, guys, this really hurts. <laughs> So if he didn't have his powers and you flicked him, he would probably cry. It's like whenever Superman loses his powers. I always think, God, I hate Superman. <laughs> Look at him. He doesn't have his powers. He's completely useless. He couldn't even beat an average person in a fight without his powers. <laughs> he's that stuck on it. And he's so untrained in everything he does. He doesn't have any martial arts skills. Gambit, does Gambit turn into a girl? No, I think he turns into Channing Tatum. Is that who's going to play him? I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, He's a bit too I. stocky. Because isn't Gambit supposed to be kind of like <laughs> lanky? He is, but they want to go more good looking. And he's not that strong. Channing Tatum's kind of a muscle guy. Gambit's not a muscle guy. He's like your lanky kind of... Jim Carrey should have played him. <laughs> that would be a weird casting though. I'd love to see it. I would watch the Jim Carrey Gambit movie. Wouldn't you? It'd be completely different. It wouldn't be any X-Men recognizable. It'd be great. Probably play him like he did the Riddler. <laughs> and then the most known of all the X-Men. Gentle. Which I'd be saying to that guy, you should probably change your name. Yeah, that doesn't strike fear into the hearts of your enemies, does his ability is to just be gentle. Oh, he's meditating in the picture, so... Kind of Hindu looking. So you know he's peaceful. He can probably, like, do everything, make people's heads explode with his mind, but he's like, I do not use my power. And it's like, then dude, you're pointless. Then why did you even show up? Oh, he's got something to do with the Black Panther. Wakanda. Oh, yeah. So he's just a Wakandan guy. He's got Wakandan powers. Yeah, like, you know, kind of African stuff. They got a mention of Emma Frost here as well, who's a psychic who takes over the Charles Xavier role when he dies. And also likes having her midriff showing. Oh yeah, you gotta have a sexy principal if you're gonna have a school. A sexy headmistress. So you're telling me Professor X gets overtaken by someone else, like he dies. Everyone dies eventually in these comic books. I There's a whole jaded history and everything and alternate timelines and different universes. When you're trying to figure out what's canon, there's so many different pipelines you can go through that it's pointless to talk about. You can only follow one story arc. Well, it's nice that they did that. Does she have the same powers as Professor X? Nah, probably closer to Jean Grey. Because her name's Frost, you'd assume she'd be like Ice Queen. Yeah, but she's not. And she's not Jean Grey because you'd imagine she was the one who should have taken over from Professor X. Yeah, but she didn't. Did she I die? think she died. No, I think she became the Dark Phoenix. Ah, oh, she became and the super villain. So then you can't trust her. So yeah, I reckon that Emma Frost could learn a lot from like Pyro and Iceman and Storm of just like, just call yourself what you are. Telepathic girl. Because that does throw me because they're called Wolverine, Nightcrawler. But when they talk to each other, they always use their regular names. So it's kind of confusing. And then someone comes along like Emma Frost. Yeah, but what's her X-Men name? Oh, she doesn't have one. This one's cool. Honey Badger. And he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. It sounds like a racial slur. In fact, that is a racial slur, I'm told. Is it? What is it a racial slur for? Black people. Oh, really? Are they honey badgers? Dude, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> so the honey badger, well, it's not a black guy. It's this a small chick? white girl. And there she is with the... Uh... With a literal honey badger. Oh. And she's got claws too, though. But she's only, only got one. one on each hand. See, she got the claw that uh, Wolverine's kid didn't get. And there she is with... Deadpool and her badger and they're all being a 
attacked by what looks like zombie rabbits. So she's a kid that has a badger and she's wearing a Deadpool jumper. So I assume she's a fan of Deadpool. Okay, so that's the honey badger. She almost seems like a joke. Her power <laughs> is honey badgers. <laughs> she has a pet honey badger. Good for her. We got Storm again. But who's Trinary? Again, doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So we've got to go outside. Trinary. Another chick, young girl with an achievable chest. <laughs> you can tell they're the later ones. Let's see what her powers are. Technopathy. She can psychically control all forms of technology. So she's a very millennial really X-Men. Is. To Stanley, all millennials are Trinary. He's like, how did you do that? Oh, you just link up your phone with the Apple store and it does the... Why am I trying to explain this? <laughs> I don't know. Right now you get your phone and you use your phone to make the TVs do stuff. To Stanley, that's like, you've got a superpower. <laughs> he doesn't understand any of it. He's like, what's a Twitter? Her power is she can tweet. She I don't understand it. Though I got to admit, that probably is my new favorite superpower. Being able to control technology with your mind. Well, I think about it, like with this podcast, we could record it and then all of a sudden the computer would start by itself, like putting in the theme song and setting it all up, put it all up all online. Put it could do the online. pull quotes itself. It's great. All the videos would just get shot itself. The cameras and all the lights would just turn on when I need them to. Oh, if the lighting could just set itself up for all videos, that would be great. If I wouldn't need a keyboard and a mouse, I could just mentally move around the page. And I could hack banks with my mind, which is pretty cool. That'd probably come in handy too. And you'd save all kinds of money on not having to pay for Wi-Fi. And I could put our podcast up on the number one list of podcasts all the time. Every time you go to the podcast page, number one is Wiki Review because I have technology powers. That's all you really need today to succeed is technology powers. In fact, most people who are succeeding today, I bet they have technology powers. Like look at I that could... uh, Facebook guy or the SpaceX guy. That'd be so awesome. That's what I want. <laughs> so I think she's the best one on this team. Go her and the last one too. That was nice. So that's all the X-Men. Do we think we've missed out any? Well, we can go through the history because there's a whole bunch of other ones. That's just the ones on the main team. That's like the A-list of each channel, whatever you said, the different types. X-Men list of members. Let's see if we can see any silly ones. You have Mimic that's like Mystique. Oh, Darwin. He was in the first class. He was a black guy. He looks like some weird bat thing. Is it an evolution thing? Like yeah, he's a like, fish man? That's why he's called Darwin. So he responds to his environment. Uh, okay. Got Rogue we've talked about. Lockhead. What's a Lockhead? Lockhead? It's a dragon. I thought it looked like a pterodactyl. Yeah, I guess you could say dragon. Yeah, dragon's probably better. Wait, so it's a dragon? An mm. alien dragon. Why not? Bishop, he's just their priest there. He has power of God. Because anything that comes at him, he can just whip it back at you. God said. You have Cannonball who launches himself at things. Which they have a Canadian one called uh, Puck or something that's exactly mm. the same. They have Marrow who just is a donor for everyone. Just looks after all the bones out there. Good on him. Maggot, which is just <clears throat> gross. Disgusting. I don't yep. care what their power is. That's just gross. Cable, <laughs> which is really good for, you know, like getting your USBs hooked up. And he was in the new Deadpool movie. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> You'll get to see Cable in it. Juggernaut that we talked about. Armor, which he wears armor. Oh, she. Oh, she wears armor. Oh, she has just like armor form around her. So basically she's another force field person, but it's limited to just her. You got Pixie, which is a small little Pixie. That was the one in your first class, the, the stripper chick. Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Box. Tell me about Box. The ability Madison. to reshape plastic, metal, and glass into any shape desired. It's like, all right, you've got Magneto. We'll give you Magneto. But what if? They've got Domino, which she was also in the Deadpool movie. Her superpower is she's lucky. That's a good superpower to have. Like, come to think of it, that's probably the best one. Like, oh. someone will go to shoot you in the head and their gun will jam up. It's just good luck. You fall out of a plane, but, like, you just happen to land on something soft. It is possibly the most nerve-wracking of all the superpowers. It's a passive power. 
where you just hope things will work out because they always do. I would never leave the casino. Anyway, there is a heap of characters here. We could do a whole nother episode on these, which is that's becoming a trend of ours lately to say we could do a whole nother episode on episodes we've done. We've probably got to pick shorter pages. Yeah, I know, right? So what would you rank this episode? I'm going to have to give it a honey badger out of a possible Emma Frost (laughs) because this was insightful. It was good. I did enjoy it. I had a lot of fun. It is really interesting to see. Someone took the time to create these characters, draw them, put the muscle lines. Someone had to do the shading. They came up with cool names and catchphrases and abilities. And I've never heard of them. (laughs) It's a real honey badger of a page. But it's like, you know, Emma Frost. It's what I'm rating it out of. Because, like, she's got, like, some super duper human abilities. I'm just going to refer to her as Super Jean Grey. (laughs) It's like Jean Grey, but what if that redhead was blonde? Oh, then she'd be super powerful, wouldn't she? And what if she wore more mid-drifty stuff? Yeah, Jean Grey was a little bit prudish. Always fully clothed. Humongous knockers. I mean, they they had to make a point of that. But this one, in fact, if you were to look through the pictures of Emma Frost, you'll notice that she wears less and less each one. It's kind of crazy that they've just decided that Emma Frost is... She's kind of a skank. That's not too skanky, is it? She's covering her nipples with her hands. This is essentially Playboy if it was a superhero. Yeah, there's not a single one where you don't see her belly button. I have to ask, out of all of these pictures, what would make her qualified to be the head of X-Men? This Uh. is wrong. (laughs) This is not a kid's comic book. This is a chick who's just getting her jobs out. Like someone just went, I'm just going to draw like a chick who's always scantily clad. Because they're sick of being compared to gay stuff. So they're just like, what's gay about this? Oh yeah, the guys wear suits. The women wear nothing. So she has the power of skankiness. So I had a lot of fun learning about people I didn't know. And I did learn, thanks to Ben, a lot of things I didn't know about people in the (laughs) X-Men. And it turns out everyone's related. So I had fun. What did you think, Ben? Well, I really liked this page. And I figured with my rating, I've just done a quick Google search here. And I've seen that the X-Men TV show that we both love so much started in 1992. And so I'm going to do my rating out of 1992 and out of that i'm gonna give it a 1963 because <laughs> that's when x-men started but that's a complete coincidence that was just my legitimate rating <laughs> sounds legit to me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i give this a 1963 out of a 1992 and the lining up with the tv show and the comic book starting complete coincidence but i do love the fun array of characters that you get with x-men when we talked about batman you just get to talk about batman i guess we had his villains and yeah. that's fun but x-men you have a good array of heroes which you don't usually have in a comic book series it's usually, it's usually one guy one hero the rest of people are bad because all the villain guys it's always this is what they can do this is why they do it with heroes it's like all right we've got powers let's go take on some bad guys and that's also the thing i thought is pessimistic about most comic book universes because you take any city about 200 people get powers one person is good everyone else turns evil it's also realistic in my opinion yeah. <laughs> one to 200 is the right scale i mean there's two people in this room right now there would be zero heroes but no i thought it was a good episode i really enjoyed talking about the x-men and i like talking about comic book stuff it's always fun all right so apart from that we'll probably plug the youtube channel subscribe bitches yeah find us on humidor if you look in the show notes you'll see all the links links there you have no excuse if you have trouble finding it you can go to our website which is humidor.com.au and if you have trouble finding it still you can email me personally at wiki review podcast at gmail.com and if you find that emails are just way too old person just facebook us and we will tell you how to email so that you can ask how to find the videos and if you can't find us still on top of that we cannot help you you've just got this podcast you could walk around the streets going ben (laughs) garth
Garth, mm. and we might hear you. Yeah, I was going to give out Garth's home address, but he told me not to. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> oh, last time, the amount of fans I just had crashing down my door. I think that would be the thing that disappointed you, is like, I'd give out your home address and no one would show up. It changed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even have to move. I could just live here forever. They don't need to know my address, because they don't need to see what kind of crappy house I live in. Not the wiki review mansion you may imagine. So this has been the end of a fantastic, colossal, fabulous, awesome, fabulous, superfied, uncanny, electronic, flamed on episode of Wiki Review. Probably the strongest and bestest and weirdest and funniest. Okay. All the ists. Every ist there is, this episode was it. It was the istest. This is the istest episodeists. <laughs> I'm going to get a lispus if I talk about these istests. <laughs> Oh, these Mises to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Do 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 do